Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. A busy news day. There will not be, at least we're being told this from the district attorney's office in Manhattan, there will not be any decision made on the Donald Trump case today. So we can stand down another day as you've been watching on justthenews.com. Lots of serious questions about the credibility of the key witness, Michael Cohen, the actual facts of what he has claimed happened versus what the paperwork shows. That's always a big, giant red flag. When someone's testimony doesn't match the contemporaneous documents, you all saw my story early in the week from the documents from Robert Costello. Last night, we got a letter showing that a different lawyer representing Michael Cohen in 2018 made completely different representations to the Federal Election Commission than what Michael Cohen's now saying, and we assume is what he's driving to the prosecutor in Manhattan. This pause may have a lot to do with the fact that maybe prosecutors have some questions or doubts or loose ends to tie up to not have to rely entirely on the testimony of Michael Cohen in taking on a historic case against a president never before happened in our country's history. We'll have to see if that Rubicon is crossed in this moment today. Now, while that's going on, we've got an incredible show for you today. Lots of news, top to bottom. We're very excited about it. We're going to get started real quickly Today, right out of the chute, we've got Stephen Miller from America First Legal. Stephen's group, his law firm, his public interest law firm, joined me in bringing the lawsuit against the Justice Department, against the National Archives, trying to free up those Russia collusion documents. We're very excited about that coming forward. Stephen's going to explain why he spent some time building this case with me to free the documents to accuse the Justice Department, the National Archives, of violating the Presidential Records Act. That's important. And we believe it's important for another reason, because the American people will finally get the truth about what happened in the Russia collusion bungled probe by the FBI, the Justice Department's, what their informants told people, 
what we all learned from it. That's a very exciting moment. All right. So Stephen will join us at the top. And then we had a great conversation last night with Tom Fitton, another man whose organization, Judicial Watch, is fighting for transparency, just like Stephen Miller and America First Legal, two groups trying to get the American public some real facts, some real news. We're going to take some of the documents from Stephen Miller's group and from Tom Fitton's group and write a pretty remarkable story tonight on Hunter Biden and what the Biden vice presidential office was doing in 2015 with reporters to suppress stories about Hunter Biden. We're going to give you some pretty new information. We all know what happened in 19 and 20, the attacks on me and my very accurate stories at the Hill, the 2020 effort to portray the laptop as Russian disinformation. Well, wind the clock back. There are some amazing conversations recorded in history in the language of the Biden vice presidential office about what reporters were saying and doing to suppress the truth about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and the Biden family business deals. We're going to have that in the morning. Be sure to check in. Now, in the third block, we're going to talk to one of the great reporters here at Just the News, Greg Piper. He does great work on cancel culture, on the effort to suppress the truth about COVID-19, its origins, the vaccines and their safety, the current work of the public health sector. Well, over the last few weeks, Greg Piper and I both have worked on some very important stories. They became a central focus at a hearing today in Congress. Very excited to see that. We're going to play that clip for you in a second. But Greg Piper is going to tell us why the recent discovery he made that there was a special committee that was created in the United States government to monitor dangerous biochemical research, biological research, things like COVID being enhanced and other things, why we had it and why it didn't meet very often over the last many years. In fact, for three or four years, it didn't meet at all, even though there was gain of function and other risky research going on with U.S. tax dollars and in places like China where we had grave concerns about their capability to do such research or their intentions for doing such research. So Greg Piper going to join us about the committee that barely ever met, the committee that seemed to go on a hiatus at a very critical time in the biological research history of this world. All right. But before we do that, you all remember the stories I brought to you last week and that I tried to highlight on this podcast that the United States government knew since 2005 that China was in violation of its treaty commitments, that it had an offensive biological weapons program that was prohibited by the treaties that it had signed, and that this biological weapons program was centered in part inside an organization called the Academy of Military Medical Sciences in China. This is a People's Liberation Army connected body, and it had a significant role, according to the State Department, according to a 2005 document I made public to you all, beginning and sustaining an illicit biological weapons offensive program, offensive biological weapon, meaning weapons designed to kill others, not to protect China against the biological attack. Well, then we documented how the Academy of Military Medical Sciences in China began working with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There are many studies and books that are on the NIH website, U.S. government websites, showing that scientists from the Academy of Military Medical Sciences and the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the Wuhan Lab, as we call it, were working together. One was involved anthrax. Another was a book predicting that coronaviruses were going to be the leading edge of a new era of genetic warfare. Despite the evidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was in bed with an agency that the U.S. government believed was facilitating China's illicit offensive 
Biological Weapons Program, the NIH and the USAID, the State Department, sent money to this lab. And some of that money involved the COVID research that now people believe may have caused a leak of the virus that brought on the pandemic. Remember all that reporting. It's gotten a lot of attention. And of course, Greg Piper is going to snap in another part of it, which is while all this was going on, there was a significant concern about the fact that a body that was supposed to regulate and monitor and make sure this type of research was safety wasn't meeting. It was on hiatus. It only met three or four times over the course of seven or eight years during a time of very critical acceleration of risky biological research. So that's the whole body. Well, today in a congressional hearing in which Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, was being questioned by the House of Representatives, our stories came up in a big way. And the question that our stories raised, the questions our stories raised of why would the United States government do risky research with China when they knew China was in violation of its treaty, does the United States government still have those concerns? Well, Congressman Scott Perry put Anthony Blinken on the spot. I want you to hear this. It's literally a direct result of just the news reporting, John Solomon reports reporting, Greg Piper reporting. Listen to how the questions came from Congressman Scott Perry. Pretty dramatic, pretty important questions, pretty crystallizing why we did the stories and why they matter to the public dialogue. Have a listen. Do you consider the Wuhan Institute of Virology as a civilian institution as it presents itself? Um, Congressman, uh, particularly in China, uh, institutions that present themselves as civilian uh, in practice uh, are usually uh, organs of the state. And in any event, even when they are um, on paper private, answer uh, to the state. So, so does that mean you don't? I don't, in the, in the particular instance of Wuhan, uh, I can't speak directly to it except to say that in a, in, a, in a sense it doesn't matter because they answer to the state. Well, okay, so in 2005 when you were director of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, did you know that China was not in compliance with the chemical and bioweapons treaty obligations for which it was supposed to comply? We've had concerns over many years about the compliance of a number that, of countries, That's not the China. question I asked you. Were you aware that they're not in, they were not in compliance since 2005? I mean, I just kind of went through your resume yeah. here a little bit. I mean, you were deeply in at that point. Were you aware? Did you know? I, I would have to go back and, and look. That's almost 20 years ago. I can't tell you at that particular point Do you point know time. now? We have real concerns about the compliance. I know you have concerns. I'm asking if you know. I'm telling you that we have, that we have real concerns about their compliance. Uh, the compliance. So are they in compliance or aren't they? So this is something that we can take up in, uh, in a different setting, but we have real concerns about compliance. Did you know about China's offensive biological weapons program and the CCP's Academy of Military Medical Sciences? Uh, I can't speak to um, individual institutions. Um, and I would have to go back and, uh, and Sir, you're the, the Secretary of State. This is important stuff. Um, you, you can't tell if it's the CCP is currently complying with the bioweapons treaty obligations. You can't tell us whether you know about China's offensive biological weapons program. Are, are you familiar with the fact that that the Academy of Military Medical Sciences worked with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, who received money from the United States of America, particularly the State Department, the Defense Department, the uh, USAID, the NIH. Are you familiar with that? 
As I said, Congressman, I'm familiar with the fact that, uh, as a practical matter, there is uh, little difference between uh, purportedly private organizations and the state, um, and the fact that there is collaboration or would be collaboration between this particular institute and the state, including the Chinese military, uh, is certainly no surprise. By the way, one of the reasons okay, so, so one of the reasons is particularly helpful that we actually had programs to give us are eyes you and familiar with the into fact the Chinese that CDC and into places like sure, Wuhan sure, sure. Is precisely to have a better understanding of what's I going on. I know you on. want to understand. I know you're concerned. Are you familiar with the fact that they, the Chinese Communist Party announced that they were collaborating on chimeric viruses and that the CCP declared coronaviruses were the leading edge of genetic weapons warfare? Do you know that? Again, you're Secretary of State. Um, I'm, I'm happy to look at each of those statements, the documentation behind them. I can't speak to the specifics. I can tell you uh, that, again, we have had for a long time, continue to have, uh, real concerns about uh, compliance. I know you have concerns, sir. Do you know that during your, time, during your time, sir, in all these lofty positions, contracts, including <coughs> ones with the state, the Department of State, DOD, USAID, Etc. paid for research, research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Academy of Military Medical Sciences, and there are reports that the CCP may have double-billed the U.S. Since we have declared that the CP, CCP has an illicit bioweapons program, should Amer American taxpayers be funding this, number one? Number two, should we trust that China will do the right thing in its part with this WHO proposed convention? Uh, we should not trust. We should verify. Uh, that what is, about paying? Exactly should the American taxpayers pay for this? Um, I'm not sure whether this is, Congressman. The, the, the research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in collaboration with the Academy of Military Medical Sciences for Biological Weapons. Uh, uh, we're, not, we're not paying for that. All right, folks, thanks for listening to that. And a big thank you to Congressman Scott Perry for paying attention to our reporting and for Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, to address some of these very serious concerns. You heard Anthony Blinken say, we have concerns. You should have concerns. <laughs> you shouldn't be funding a country that has an illicit biological weapons research program with our tax dollars in the area of biological weaponry, biological agents. And I think that's what came through in today's hearing. It's why we do what we do here at Just the News at John Solomon Reports at the Just the News No Noise television show every night. All right. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Stephen Miller, America First Legal. We're going to describe why we sued the Justice Department National Archives to free up those Russia collusion declassified documents. Then Tom Fitton will join us. Then Greg Piper. Three back-to-back -back great interviews up after this commercial message. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time 
IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Welcome back, America. If you were reading justthenews.com earlier this week, you saw that I filed a lawsuit against the Justice Department and the National Archives to try to force them to comply with the law and make public the documents that President Trump declassified from the Russia collusion case. Well, I couldn't have done that without the help of our next guest. He is the president of the America First Legal Group, and he is the co-litigator on this case. America First Legal came to our help to try to make this case possible. Joining us right now, the one, the only, Stephen Miller. Stephen, great to have you on. It's great to be here. And America First Legal is truly proud to be partnering with you on this case. Well, and I know that the, the whole team is committed to seeing this thing through to ultimate victory. It really is an amazing story. And by the way, thank you for that. And uh, you've been so easy to work with. And we just got to the law. We're all about facts and law. It was such a great conversation. Uh, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, during the Trump years, there was a term coined, uh, the deep state. And people say, well, what does that mean? And, well, there's this permanent bureaucracy. And sometimes it does what's not, not only against the law, but it's against the direct instruction of a sitting president. In this case, President Trump was clear. You classify, release these documents. Two years later, it hasn't happened Surprising to you after your time in government? Sadly, it's not surprising. The deep state is not only real, but it is the single greatest threat to the survival of American liberty and to the health and well-being of our republic, of our whole system of representative government. The idea that you, as an unelected bureaucrat, accountable to no one, elected by nobody, with a lifetime position, could superimpose your judgment, your desires, your ideology over the elected president, the man chosen by the whole American public to be their president, is as anti-democratic, is as anti-American as you can get. We don't have an aristocracy in this country. We're not supposed to. But we do, except it's not an aristocracy of birth. 
It's an aristocracy of bureaucracy. This massive blob, this swamp in Washington of permanent careers, and particularly those who control access to our nation's secret, who wield our nation's law enforcement power, who decide who goes to jail, who is free, who is investigated, who is not, who is protected, who is persecuted. All that power, all of that authority is in the hands of this group of permanent, unelected government officials. So this case gets to the heart of all of that because the President of the United States made a decision that in the interest of the country, using his unreviewable and absolute authority to declassify. But as the president, he alone could decide what is classified and what is not. That he made the decision as commander in chief, as keeper of the nation's secrets, that these documents be made available to the public. And now we've had to file a lawsuit, which I hold here in my hands on your behalf. So thank you. We need to file this lawsuit in an effort to pry these documents loose so that our citizens can know what their government is doing in their name. This cuts to the core of the question of whether our children will inherit a government that is self-representative, self-governing, that is self-determinative, or whether or not we live in a government in which a handful of unelected bureaucrats make decisions for all of us. Stephen, the most obvious question here, I mean, the elephant in the room, or maybe more appropriately, the donkey in the room, is why would NARA resist? Who who has their boot on their neck um, and forcing them to resist this? Well, I think we've learned recently is that the National Archives is very much a part of, is part and parcel of the deep state. You know, we're not surprised now, right, after what we've all lived through over the last, you know, six or seven years, We're not surprised now when we hear about a deep state at the CIA, the FBI, uh, a deep state at the Department of Homeland Security, and so on, Uh, the FDA, the CDC. But what we are now all learning is that the National Archives has a deep state that is radically committed to stopping the public from accessing these documents, and also clearly is radically committed to attacking anything or anybody that they believe is contrary to their agenda, their leftist agenda. So we've seen this with the issue of classified documents in general, where the issue of classified documents has been weaponized against the American people, against President Trump, and against those who have concerns about how our country is being run. So, you know, again, the president has absolute unreviewable declassification authority. If he just says, if he just wakes up in the morning and says, I want the public to see these documents, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Nobody can second guess that because that's democracy. That's how it works. In other words, the, the, who, the, the issue of who can see what is basically a decision about how much we, the public, gets to know about our government. So, of course, that's a decision that has to be made by the only person in the executive branch elected by the people. In other words, you cannot have a situation where people who are unelected, be they in the DOD, be they in DHS, be they in CIA, DOJ, wherever, unelected people, that they alone can decide what you get to see or what you don't get to see. If you have that, then you have tyranny. This must be a decision made by the one person who's elected. 
the one person, and that's the president. So again, the stakes in this battle, this legal battle are enormous. This is not a side issue. This cuts, as I said, to the very core of whether or not we are a government of citizens who are self-governing or not. Such an important issue. It's one that our founding fathers asked, and they answered it 246 and a half years ago. It's back on the table, it seems like, with this current government. Uh, one of the things I love, Stephen, about the work that AFL does is it, it actually gets to the bottom of truth. And there's always been this concern, oh, the media's been in the back pocket of Joe Biden and his family, and, and it's always dismissed, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, it's not true. Uh, you went and got some amazing documents. You forced the archives, the very archives we've been talking about, to give up some documents about what went on in the vice president's office between the news media and them in the early stages of the Hunter Biden story in 2015. Tell us what you found. Well, I mean, what we found is quite, quite shocking. You get corruption at the highest levels of government, which is that, first of all, contrary to public assertions, Joe Biden and the Biden White House or specifically the Biden vice presidency, I should say. Joe Biden and the Biden vice presidency were intimately involved in the Hunter Biden Burisma affair. They were intimately aware of it. They were intimately aware of the ethical objections, and they were intimately involved in trying to spin and control the press about it. And in fact, the Obama administration, as our documents show, raised these ethical red flags, but the Biden vice presidency ignored them. And again, as I think you alluded to, the media was a willing partner in covering up those concerns. And so our emails that we uncovered through our litigation show a member of the press basically admitting in writing that they had no desire at all to publish anything that would hurt the Bidens. So instead of trying to bring the American public the truth, they were part of the cover-up. So you can read all of this if you go to aflegal.org, that's aflegal.org, all the emails from the most recent batch and those before it, we've posted them all and we've written up press releases to sort of walk through in detail what you can find and what it all means. Amazing. Stephen, we've just got about a minute left. Parental rights is a major issue in America right now, and your organization has done a great job of defending some parents in New Jersey whose consent uh, was not requested before talking to their children about sexual identity, religion, race, all manners of things. Talk to us very quickly about that case. We've got about 45 seconds. Yeah, so it's a, it's a crucial case, and we have sev several others uh, along very similar lines, where you have school districts across this country that are trying to have secret talks with children about gender identity to push ideas that, of course, are completely false, that boys can become girls and girls can become boys, and this can be accomplished with drugs and surgery and other radical interventions. And so we at America First Legal are trying to protect America's children from these extraordinarily abusive behaviors being conducted by school administrations and teachers across this country. And again, if you want to learn more, visit aflegal.org. That's aflegal.org. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch joining us next, right after the commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. 
That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest tonight has a brilliant legal mind and is keeping our country safer while advocating for further transparency within our government. Tom Fitton is the president of Judicial Watch, and he joins us now. Tom, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Sir, I want to start, I want to lead off with this uh, lawsuit. Last November, I believe it was, you filed a FOIA request for communications and and connections between, uh, or anything pertaining to the Twitter files, Elon Musk. Obviously, the most recent dump of these Twitter files, I think, was last week regarding Stanford's Virality Project. Uh, Talk to us about this lawsuit and why it's so important. Well, the Biden Federal Trade Commission immediately started harassing Musk and Twitter I, I think it was within minutes, I'm exaggerating for effect, of his taking over Twitter, pretending that they were concerned about this consent decree um, about the pri- that, that is supposed to protect the privacy of Twitter users. And they used that as a pretext to ask for all records about Elon Musk, literally all records about Elon Musk, and records of communications with journalists about the exposés, uh, as you term uh, the Twitter files correctly, and, you know, how is this not harassment? And it's been, I think, one of a dozen. Uh, I mean, as far as I recall, the House released that there was at least a dozen requests uh, for virtually all of Twitter's files. And we know the Biden administration and Biden personally has it in for Elon Musk. We think this is part of it. And we asked the FTC for these records and specifically the role of the leadership, the appointees of Joe Biden, in this uh, uh, harassment of Musk, and of course they've given us uh, nothing, 
And that's why we had to sue in federal court under the FOIA uh, to get access to these records. So you've got this unprecedented abuse of Musk and retaliation for him bringing more free speech to Twitter and uh, pretending uh, the retaliation based on the idea that they're concerned about the rule of law and when, in fact, they're violating the law and hiding records about this abuse and retaliation. That's going to be an important one to get to the bottom of, uh, like you always do. You always end up winning these things, and the American yeah. people win as well. I remember all the great efforts that you did to get us information about what the Clinton Foundation was doing and where their money was coming from, a lot of controversial foreign sources we learned over the years. You just won a big victory. This is absolutely amazing to me. But terrorist tied Qatar was giving money to the Texas A&M University. You just won a legal battle to get those documents public so we could see what they were funding and what was going on there. Why is this important? And is this further sign of sort of the radicalization of our universities? Yeah, well, this Qatar Foundation was funding Texas A&M's uh, programs. Uh, they had, a, I think, a facility in the cam a, a campus in Qatar. Right. And the foundation is a creature of the government. It's essentially run by the leadership of the Qatari government that's been tied to supporting Islamist terrorism. Uh, it's viciously anti-Israel. And so we asked for documents about what was going on here with Texas A&M uh, for, uh, for our clients, the core uh, um, uh, legal institute. And um, Qatar just went to town in terms of uh, trying to stop us from finding basic details about its funding of Texas A&M. And it went up and down the courts in Texas. And uh, finally, it's, it was in a position to be resolved, ultimately in our favor, uh, by a state court judge in Texas who found that um, the documents about this funding, this funding and the relationship uh, have to be released. So we'll see what happens next. I don't know if uh, Qatar is going to uh, try to uh, appeal it, uh, but it's a big victory. It's, as I've said, uh, David versus Goliath. And uh, just to be clear, we're the David. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. Um, Tom, I think that most Americans look at something like this and they think to themselves, how on earth was this ever allowed to happen? And, and it goes back decades. I mean, I think like 60 years since the National Defense Education Act, when our government was, was to, their, to their benefit, trying to create an educational hub from which to draw espionage, people with the skills and culture from something like this. Where we went wrong, though, you know, parents nowadays, they have to deal with Confucius Institutes and the influence of the CCP across campuses. They have to deal with teachers and educators trying to turn their children to another gender or make them gender, you know, non-binary or whatever. And now they have to worry about something like this. With respect to Texas A&M, because I've heard of this happening on other campuses, UC Santa Barbara, UC Berkeley, Syracuse, Rutgers, uh, Corn uh, Cornell, Georgetown, the list goes on and on and on. Are there more campuses you're going to have to target because of this. Yeah, I mean, it's a big issue. It's become a bigger issue in recent years because of the uh, inordinate influence of Chinese-connected entities on college campuses. And just think, you're Qatar, you're Saudi Arabia, you're the communist-running China, and, uh, you know, these universities are willing to take your money, um, and uh, why wouldn't you uh, put a foothold here in the United States uh, not only is it their, you know, our national interest in a kind of a general sense advanced, uh, but in the case of the Chinese, uh, it's a way to, uh, frankly, to uh, keep track of Chinese students in the United States. 
advance their interests by having a foothold here. And in the case of Qatar, you know, that's been linked to so much dangerous activity and terrorism, uh, you know, the idea uh, they're working hand in glove with a university, a fine university, otherwise like Texas A&M, uh, you know, it's the heart of Texas. And, you know, who would have thunk uh, that that university had this special relationship with the government of Qatar? Yeah, that's an amazing discovery and an important one. And I think we're going to learn a lot more about other foreign influences. I want to turn from foreign influences on schools to political influences on the Manhattan District Attorney. In the block just before you, Jim Jordan came on to House Chairman, House uh, Judiciary Chairman, said, "Listen, we have some fears that people in Washington, Biden White House, Biden Justice Department, maybe the old Mueller people or members of Congress have been pressuring Alvin Bragg. How important is it to get that um, out into the public if that has happened?" Oh, it's exceedingly important. Uh, the president, Trump, President Trump is a candidate for the presidency. He's a former president. And if a district attorney is uh, uh, bending the law, to put it charitably, to try to make him a political prisoner at the behest of the Biden administration, his, you know, led by his putative opponent, uh, we, there's an urgent matter that it be released and we find out more. And of course, you know, this all was begun in many ways by the deep state DOJ, yep. um, frankly, under the Trump administration, where Barr uh, let the Southern District of New York, which is full of anti-Trumpers and Mueller, uh, ex-Mueller officials, uh, mm-hmm. go after uh, Cohen. And there's no reason to think uh, that those connections and that push uh, stopped after uh, Biden took office. I would suspect yep. they increased. All right, folks, we've got one more segment. Greg Piper, he worked with me on some of those very important stories on China and biological research, dangerous biological research, the lack of monitoring, the lack of understanding of the danger of U.S. tax dollars. It's the very thing that Scott Perry talked about and confronted Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, at today's hearing. He's going to describe what he's working on in the newest story, the lack of oversight by a biological research commission that was supposed to be monitoring safety. We're going to have that with Greg Piper right after the commercial break. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. 
With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. If you woke up this morning to justthenews.com, you probably saw this extraordinary story by my colleague, Greg Piper. He's always turning up amazing news stories that others don't have. Others end up following a few days later. This one took a look at a special commission that was set up to monitor risky bio-research in America, and it just didn't meet for long periods of time, three times in the last seven, eight years. Really a disturbing thing. A lot of people talking about it. We thought we'd bring Greg into the show right now to give us a quick skinny on it. Greg, great to have you back on uh, John Solomon Reports. Thanks for having me. This is another one of your many great scoops. Tell us a little bit, this commission gets set up. It's supposed to be monitoring the more risky research we do in the biomedical space, like gain of function. And for a long period of time, they're on vacation or something. Tell us what you found out. Sure. So this is the National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity. It's been around since uh, the George W. Bush administration, and it was meeting fairly regularly uh, in uh, kind of the tail end of the Obama administration. So uh, at least twice a year, uh, 2014 through 2016. Um, this was a, this is a period when uh, really gain of function research started to draw some concern, um, and and there was concern within the government on do we really have a handle on this. Um, especially kind of our understanding of it and our ability to monitor it. And so there was a federal pause for three years, 2014 to 2017, where uh, this funding wasn't supposed to be happening and they were going to develop a framework under which they'd, they'd try to better understand what, what are the risks and the benefits of it and kind of set it up for progressively further levels of review if it really raises alarms. And inexplicably, it only met once for about five years um, uh, between 2017 and 2022, uh, and that was right on the very eve of, uh, of the COVID pandemic in America. Uh, they met in January 2020. There's only one reference I could find in the official minutes of this meeting to what, what they called the current outbreak. Uh, so they weren't even referring to it by any kind of name that was given at this point, even though uh, there had been reports coming out of China for at least a month by that point of this, uh, this mysterious coronavirus. Uh, it's just amazing. And even since the pandemic, it's only met, what, three times over the last three, four years. Is that correct? Uh, it, it really started up again um, in uh, in February 2022. It did three meetings over the next year. Um, so so really, when, when all of this uh, policy was being hashed out in America on how to respond, and especially these debates on the origin, it, it was not meeting as far as we can tell. We don't know if they were having private discussions, but they were not having formal gatherings where everybody got together and, and kind of made presentations and discussed, you know, what should our policy be? 
Yeah, pretty remarkable. This was a sort of body that could have really weighed in, maybe policed against some of the gain of function and other research that was going on. Last week, we had a really fascinating story where we learned that the State Department since 2005 knew that China had an offensive bioweapons program. They identified the epicenter of that called the Academy of Military Medical Sciences. And that academy starts doing business with Wuhan Institute of Virology. They start publishing stories and studies and books together. In fact, all of those studies and books were on Anthony Fauci's NIH website. And despite that connection, despite the fact that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was doing business with what the State Department called the epicenter of bioweapons offensive research in China, something that was banned under the treaties, we continued to give money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Seems like there wasn't a whole lot of eyeballs on what was going on in our research in China. Are people waking up to that now? And do you expect a different posture going forward? Uh, th- this is a very hot subject now, I-, I think, particularly because it's becoming increasingly, uh, you know, considered a reasonable debate, uh, e- including within our own government right now, our own intelligence agencies and, and uh, the FBI and Department of Energy uh, about the nature of uh, COVID's emergence. If it came from a lab, uh, if it was being genetically uh, played with um, to uh, see uh, if it could be enhanced, if it could be grown. Um, there-, there's a lot of, there was a lot of interest uh, in the past several years in basically trying to predict how a pandemic could arise uh, that led to a lot of this risky research. And it's not necessarily clear what fruit has been borne by that, of uh, progressively allowing uh, riskier research with uh, really less ability to monitor what's going on. I mean, this is U.S. funding that's routed through a U.S. nonprofit, the EcoHealth Alliance, that is trying to oversee uh, uh, an institute in China that, as you said, is, is subject basically to Chinese military oversight and command and control. It makes it really hard uh, to, to have any idea what U.S. taxpayer money is actually funding, uh, much less if we can control anything that China is doing on its own. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be a huge issue, especially in this new Republican-controlled House um, and even in the Biden administration, which which is taking this seriously, the nature of origin. I mean, you just saw uh, uh, him sign this declassification bill to say, you know, what what do we actually what did our own intelligence agencies know about this that they didn't tell uh, Congress and the American people? Yeah, that was a big moment and such a rare moment because the House and Senate unanimously agreed that needed to be declassified. And then Joe Biden, a lot of people thought, oh, he won't sign it. He signed it. There's some unanimity for the first time in our government that it's the right thing to do to get to the bottom of this. I want to point out something, Greg, because you will never take credit for it. You're, you're too humble. But your reporting on the pandemic and the dangers of gain of function and what we really knew versus what social media and some news media were telling us to think about the pandemic was so far ahead. I like to say a lot of times that people are just catching up to your great reporting now, but it's such an honor to have you at Just the News and this story this morning, just another example of your great work. Thanks, John. It's a team effort. Well, we have a lot of fun with you on the team. I'll say that. And I know you got to go run to a hearing, so we're going to let you go. But Greg, thanks for a quick update. We really appreciate it. Sure. You're welcome, John. All right, folks, so grateful you could join us today. What a great honor to have you listen in every day to read our stories and watch our television, listen to this podcast, John Solomon reports. Every so often we get a moment to celebrate the fact that our reporting does have some very important impact in the world. And I think you got a little bit of sense of that today with Congressman Scott Perry's confrontation or questioning of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. We're really grateful for that. All right, before you go, some folks have seen the segments I've done recently on television with Philip Patrick at Birch Gold Group, and they're asking, hey, how can I get in on buying gold? Gold's the only thing going up. My stocks are going down. <laughs> My bonds are going down. Interest rates going up. The economy's going down. How do I get into gold and get into 
having gold and silver as part of my investment portfolio, particularly my retirement portfolio. How do I get one of those cool gold-backed IRAs that you're talking about, John? It's real simple. All you got to do between now and the end of the month, March 31st, is text the word just news to 989898. Text the word just news to 989898. And Birch Gold Group is not only going to send you an info kit on how you can get into the game, you can get your gold backed IRA and protect your pensions and get into the one asset that's holding its value in this very difficult time. If you make a qualifying purchase, you're going to get a free safe sent to you by my good friends at Birch Gold Group. Yes, that's the group that has with it our good friend, Philip Patrick, who gives us so much good economic analysis on the markets. He's been right for three straight years. Everything he predicted has come true. He is truly one of the most trusted analysts that I talk to on the economy on any day. And if you like him, if you like what Gold Birch offers, if you want to check out how you can get your IRA invested in precious metals and hedge against all of the inflation and downward pressures in the stock market, text the word just news to 989898 today. You won't regret it. Be a lot of fun. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Tomorrow, we got a very special presentation, a podcast adapted from the TV special I did earlier this week with Heritage Action for America, all about the great parental rights movement in America. We're going to have more of that next week. I think we're going to have some time with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. That's exciting. But buckle your seatbelt, get ready. We can't wait to have that show tomorrow. A special adaptation of my TV show on preserving prosperity for future American generations. A look at our education system, the reforms, education savings accounts, parents' rights, school choice. We're going to have that conversation tomorrow on the show. Until then, check out justthenews.com. Check out the Just the News app. We got you covered on breaking news and exclusive news 24-7. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a great night. And thank you for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of Pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't. You'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews.